He told me and explained to me that hey, the things I was doing in my life had invited this activity, this, this demonic activity. And he told me how Jesus had died for my sins, how he loves me, um, all of that. Like the full picture. We just sat in the car and talked for a minute. And as he was talking, yeah, my faith was just budding. Like I was, I was finally believing in what he was saying, and it was almost like the cult because it was, it was nighttime, but it was almost like the whole car just lit up, like the spirit of God just came and just wow. indwelt me. Like I, it, I felt it. Wow. And um, ever since that night, everything has been different. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. So I am with the one Keon. Yes, sir. And uh, man, we're just going to chop it up, man. I want to get some of your backstory, your upbringing, talk about your music and social media and just a whole bunch of things. So okay. uh, let's just just walk us through. How were you brought up? Like, are you, you you're from the hood? You from the suburbs? You grew up in the church, not in the church? Just talk about your upbringing for a little bit. Okay. So I know I'm definitely not from the hood. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't call it the suburbs either, so yeah. I don't know what to call that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I had a decent growing up. I mean, decent coming up. I had both my parents in the house, so, you know, I had that stability there. Um, grew up in the church, actually, my whole life. Um, you know, my whole life, really. Like, I don't remember not being in church. Um, and I even participated in the choir and stuff like that. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say I was... A believer at a young age, but I was I was there. I was I was in the activities. I was doing stuff, but um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know which direction yeah. you want to go with that. So no, I you said something that I can relate to. I just want to talk about that for a little bit. You say you have both parents growing up. Yeah. Have you ever? Because this is something I felt like is like even just comparing my testimony to other people's. Have you ever felt like? My testimony is not as powerful because I have like I grew up in a, a decent household, like you said. You're yeah. not not really from the hood. Like I'm just saying, like I ain't really grow, I ain't grow up in the hood. Um, and there's been times where it's like I've been reluctant to share my testimony, even because you compare that to to this this person that don't have they this parent or that or they grew up in the, in the trenches yeah. and you like dang I don't really want to share my testimony now have you ever have you ever experienced that personally nah and i want to say it, it might it might be because of the rest of my story yeah which is the part where i went off into darkness and then god pulled me out gotcha. i do have that kind of detail but at the same time i've talked with people who have who have dealt with that? Yeah, yeah. They compare their story to mine, and they be like, you know, it's not as dramatic. They didn't have something <laughs> crazy happen, right. even though if they would look closely, there are still things that happen. You know, they came out of darkness into light at some point. Yeah. So, um, I don't think everybody needs to have a dramatic story. I agree. You know, it's a good thing if you didn't have to go that far out there. You know, um, the most important thing is though, it's the gospel, like. If you came, if you were way deep in sin, okay, that's an opportunity to, that you can love God more. Yeah. But, you know, or not more, but, you know, the one who sins much loves much, as, as Jesus says. Yeah. But, nah, I, I've never had that issue, but anybody that does, like, it's it's all good. You really don't just tell your story. You know, yeah. somebody is somebody out there that can relate to it. And that's that, the thing. That's real. It's your testimony. Right. So talk about that, like, the, the dark part of your life. Like, you say you grew up. In church, which I have as well, you said you kind of really weren't a believer. Um, I always, you know, believed in God, but I really my life didn't necessarily always reflect it. Yeah. Um, so talk about that dark part. And it's interesting. The more I think about this, because I always say I believed in Christ at a certain time, mm-hmm. but I actually got baptized when I was I don't know how old I was, but I was in elementary school, and I'm pretty sure I went through all of the things that you know are required to be baptized. I'm pretty sure I made it confession of faith i'm pretty sure i did all of that stuff but i would probably say the main issue i had was a lack of discipleship like Mm -hmm. no one was pouring into me no one was teaching me how to live as a christian what that even means none of that yeah you know the most i heard i mean of course the preacher was preaching but i wasn't paying attention i was a kid that was that was not interesting to me the coolest thing about church with me was vacation Bible school, um, <laughs> VBS, right? And yeah. you know, getting to see my friends at church that was that was that was the cool thing for me. But um, as I grew up and got older and got exposed to more things, 
because my mom, she she tried her best to keep me, what's the word? I don't want to say sheltered, but keep me, I mean, sheltered is, a, it, it yeah. can be a positive word. Keep me sheltered from a whole bunch of negative influences. Yeah. Like she would monitor what I was watching on TV. She would make sure I was listening to, you know, good music. Same, but same, bro. But in middle school, that's when things kind of changed. That's when I actually got my full introduction to rap music. I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started listening to all kinds of different artists that were speaking of all kinds of things <laughs> I had never lived, never experienced. Yeah. And I started to build a mindset that was different than just the kind of base level mindset I had before. You know, mm-hmm. I started having all these different ideas. I started getting ideas of what, of how to treat women, all different things like that, you know, from music. And um, also stumbling across pornography, mm-hmm. that one did a huge blow to my life. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, and then in, in middle school, trying to fit in, not fitting in. Mm-hmm. I, I tried so hard, but I just could not fit in with the with the cool crowd. And I kind of see why now. It makes sense now because it's kind of how it is now, but it's for a different purpose. Yeah. But, yeah, so that also played into me becoming insecure. Um, so I was a kid in, ele- in elementary school. I was a talkative kid. Middle school, I got a little quieter because well, no, actually, I turned it up a little bit because I was trying to fit in, yeah. but people just weren't responding to it the way I wanted them to. So I got quiet over time because I'm like, hey, y'all not really, y'all y'all not really taking what I'm giving out. So hey, I don't know what to do. I'm just I'm just gonna fall back. Yeah. High school, I got super quiet. I was like that quiet kid who don't speak much. Uh, I didn't have many friends. It was even a time in high school where I would walk around during lunchtime because I didn't want to be seen by myself. Uh, so it got kind of crazy there, but. Somehow, some way, there was no like outward emotional effect on me of those things. It's it's kind of I would say it rolled off of me, but I don't think it did. I think it just internalized into really the porn addiction that I had and the insecurities that was building and stuff like that. So I'm I'm trying to say all this stuff in a short way because it can nah, be really good. lengthy. Take your time, but bro. when I got to the point of going to college, that's when I decided okay. Things are going to change. Now, it wasn't an intentional decision to do that, but it was kind of like I saw the opportunity and I went with it. Gotcha. So um, I went almost all the way through high school without either, without ever even speaking to a girl that I liked. And right. then right there near the end, I just somehow got this little glimmer of confidence <laughs> and I spoke to this girl. She became a girlfriend. We were in a relationship for like a year. She said some. She 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 was definitely playing mind games with me. I didn't realize it, but she was. She was manipulating me, all kinds of stuff. Like, and it was my first girlfriend, so I was head over heels. I was trying oh, to do everything yeah. I could do to please her, and I ended up getting hurt real bad to the point where I broke up with her because I was just tired of her playing with me with my mind. Yeah. And I just went off. I went crazy. Like I was <laughs> I was at the shopping center outside talking on the phone, and I just was I was going crazy. Like. If you if you hearing this, I, I doubt if you are. But if you hearing this right now, hey, I'm sorry for going off on you that day. That was ridiculous. But you was playing with my head, so you need to repent too. But hey, hey um, <laughs> everybody repent. Everybody repent. But so, like I would say, within a month, I had another girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Just I had this confidence that was starting to, to grow in me. But she broke up with me because we were going to college, and she didn't want to be tied down, and that that hurt me. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was double hurt. And then here's college, and I don't want to be this quiet dude that I was beforehand. So I get on Twitter, and I'm realizing people from my school are on Twitter. If I just use this hashtag, UNCG, people are finding me. Shout out to I'm finding team. them. And I started to gain hundreds of followers Word. on Twitter. Um, um, I think over time, the most I got was a 1,000, but it wasn't all at once. But I started gaining a bunch of followers, and most of them were females. Mm-hmm. And those were the ones I was talking to, getting in DMs, mm-hmm. exchanging phone numbers and everything. And this is before school started. So when school started, I already had, you know, had your a following. list of people <laughs> that good. I'm going to meet up with. I'm going to hang out with all of that. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm interested in and more to that. And that was where I went to. I started to go off the deep end. Now, for me... In my mind at that time, I was coming alive. You know, yeah. like this is hey, this is like I'm here. This, I'm here. Yeah. Like people know me. Like p- people like me. So that was I was just eating that up. And I would say my insecurity at that time started to show itself as pride. I was still insecure, but it was coming out as prideful, as mm-hmm. as pride. I was feeling myself. I was starting to um have this arrogance about who I am and just all of that. So I got into a few relationships. Trying to actually find love, 
end up getting hurt a few times in college. People that didn't really want me, but they played with me for a while. So that just hurt me even more. I also went off on the wrong end of not necessarily trying to find love, but looking for lust. Mm -hmm. So I, I went into, you know, sexual lust, sexual sin, all of that. I did that. Um, and, and keep in mind, I was only in college for two years. So I did a lot in two years. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was mostly dealing with women and, um, just exploring sexuality with women. Um, but then somewhere near the end of my first year in college, that's when I got introduced to weed. Now, my first introduction to it, I was like, um, this is weird. <laughs> like nothing happened to me. Yeah. But then I figured out how to use it properly. And that's when my life changed. And I would say it, it went to another level of high. Mm -hmm. I was already cool because people know me and they think I'm cool. And keep in mind, I only had female friends in college. Right, okay. There was zero. I was zero. <laughs> zero male friends. Like, And somebody pointed it out to me once. They thought it was strange that I had no male friends, but that's just how it was. Yeah. I was still insecure. I didn't really know how to like go and make male friends. But So in the freshman year, weed has been introduced to my life, and I am now in love with weed. And it grew and grew and grew. I started listening to Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> The, that, that'll do it for that, you. Yeah, because I, I was seeing it, it started. It was the devil was really brewing this. Like, because mm -hmm. I was the kid that was like, I'm never smoking weed. I don't need drugs. I started watching Wiz Khalifa because there was people that I knew that was telling me like, hey, he's cool and all of this. So I would go on YouTube. He has he has like a whole long vlog series of of years of vlogs, and I was just over the summer just watching it and ingesting it. Just really, just oh man, this lifestyle is cool. It's cool. So when weed was in, actually introduced to me, I had the opportunity. It wasn't something I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I gave it a shot. And when I gave it a shot, it was over. It, it was over. So for the next year and a half, I don't know how long it was, a year and a half or so, I was just giving it all. I was into weed. Um, the following summer after my freshman year, I finally met my, my uh, she's my wife now, but she became my girlfriend then. And we enjoyed weed and each other together. Mm-hmm. I would say weed even enhanced some of our experiences that we had. It made us feel even closer, connected to one another. I thank God that we still are close without the weed. Yeah. But I don't know. We did something, and it was just something special to me. So try to, to speed this up to get to the point where I, everything changed. Um, eventually, the love for weed turned into something very dark. I started to feel very afraid. Uh, fear was just over consuming my life. And there was moments where I would say I was feeling like demons were actually touching me. Like mm -hmm. I had this hat on my head. This is where it started. I had this hat on my head. We were walking and it just felt like something was just doing this to my head. And it was freaking me out. Dang. Like we were, me and my wife, we had just finished smoking and we were walking back to UNCG and this hat was just, it just felt like something was touching my head and it was grabbing. It was freaking me out. Dang. And then when I tried to speak to my wife, it felt like my neck was just not hard, but just like yeah. subtly being gripped. Like where you, I couldn't speak. I was trying to like really get her attention. She was in front of me and I was like trying to speak and no sound came out whatsoever. Wow. So for somebody who's already afraid, <laughs> that is just, that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, something's happening to me and no one knows but me. So I tell her eventually when she turns around, my voice eventually comes back and I'm telling her like everything that just happened. And she's like, you know what? We're not smoking weed no more. <laughs> so I was like, cool. Yeah, we're not doing this. No we more. done. We done. A week or two later. Started back again back it, yeah. and um, still dibbling, dabbling in fear, but it wasn't as bad. And and to make it all worse, we were we were like really loving horror movies at that time. So it was just adding oh, imagery yeah. to what was already happening to me. Um, to get to the point where everything changed, I was I was dealing with fear heavy. I kept, I started back feeling like things were touching me, and you know it would just be random moments i'd be by myself i'd be with my wife i it would just be random and it got to this point where i was just tired of being afraid like i would literally try to get up and run and just go outside and it wouldn't change because it was directly connected to me yeah it wasn't a location it wasn't any of that it was me so um my wife was like you know what you should call your granddad and the significance of my granddad about my granddad is he is an elder at a church or a deacon or I don't know what other words people have for that, but yeah. he's he's that category at the church. And he um 
<laughs> so sorry there <laughs> <laughs> there are a group of toddlers outside yeah. this podcast studio <laughs> hey little kids though yeah but um yeah so he came and picked me up we sat in the parking lot at chick-fil-a and chick-fil-a shout out to chick-fil-a <laughs> um and he told me the gospel he told me and explained to me that hey the things i was doing in my life had invited this activity this, this demonic activity and he told me how jesus had died for my sins how he loves me um all of that like the full picture we just sat in the car and talked for a minute and as he was talking yeah my faith was just budding like i was i was finally believing in what he was saying and it was almost like the cult because it was, it was nighttime but it was almost like the whole car just lit up like the spirit of god just came and just wow. indwelt me like i it, i felt it wow and um ever since that night everything has been different Oh, that was March first, two thousand thirteen, the day before my birth, my twentieth birthday. Wow! So I was reborn, born in the spirit, the day before my natural birthday. So that's always special to me, like how God did that at that time. But that's dope. So man. ever since then, I've been living for Christ. And I know that was kind of a long no, story, no, no. but it's important. I mean, because because the positive part, like the the part where God came in, it, it you don't get the same. Revelation are the same. You don't get to really see what God did if you don't tell that backstory. Right. Um, there, these co- toddlers are still walking around. So <laughs> I was thinking about stopping, but y'all can just ignore it. Yeah, in it the probably won't pick up that much, right? Anymore. So y'all be all right. Um, but I'm glad that you talked about and, and you acknowledged the um, the spiritual and the, and the demonic influence uh, uh, and the repercussions of the things that you were indulging in. So mm-hmm. even from music to to weed because some a lot of people we think like a lot of people are ignorant to the the spiritual realm and excuse me and its effects on on us right we talked about even um watching Wiz Khalifa Mm -hmm. and his music and and the videos and him smoking weed and how that affected you right but it's like what you what we don't see even then is like when we Partaking certain stuff is it's literally spirits tied to it. Yeah. And so like you even described like at one point you felt like like a de- a demon was there like, and that's the case. Yeah. Like we don't acknowledge it. Not everybody is able to uh, experience the physical manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. But anytime we indulge in, in sin, um, it, it's really we're indulging in, in the demonic realm to a certain degree. Right. Um, and so now you're making Christian rap, Christian music. Um, talk about why you chose to do that because you could be making any type of music. I think yeah. you were saying before you at one point you were making secular music. Right. Um, and just talk about that. So it's interesting because I didn't know that I could make music when I first realized that I could. It was almost like this is already in me. Mm. Like I found a beat tape I was in high school Found a beat tape That my uncle had made And then it was just like I can write songs So I started writing music And um, it was nothing crazy It was just like About my love life Or just about Positive things But it was still Not really about God or anything like that I wouldn't say it was wrong It just wasn't In my purpose Mm -hmm. So um, After I got saved Like the next day Because I think it was a Sunday Or Someday soon after I gave my life to Christ like very soon after my granddad invited me and my she was my girlfriend into church. Mm-hmm. And um after the service, he encouraged me. He was like, you know, the music that you you're making, you should start using that for God. And I was like, You're right. I absolutely should. Cause, you know, I I I just had this great experience with God. And when he said that, it just clicked like, yes, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is it clicked in another way because actually before I gave my life to Christ, it was this one time I was walking to the street, downtown in public, smoking weed, which is crazy because I don't think weed was legal then at all to do it recreationally. Yeah. And definitely not in my city. But I was high and I got a vision. Now, I know that combination is weird, but God gave me a vision for some reason at that moment and showed me what I would be in the future, which was a Christian rapper sharing his word wow. to people and- when I saw that, I was like, God, um, I ain't trying to do that, you yeah. know? But I felt I felt wrong for saying that. So I was like, I tried to, I kinda tried to convince God 
in some way. Like, you know, I'm going to do it at some point. Yeah. Even though, like, I don't know if I was actually having a conversation with God, but in my head, I was thinking about what was... I don't I don't remember if I was actually praying or not, because I really yeah. didn't pray like that then. But um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the secular thing first, build my following, get famous, blow up, and then, and then try to make switch it, it switch over it. one day. <laughs> yeah. That was my plan, um, you know, for way down the line. I don't know when. Probably when I was done with, mm-hmm. you know, when I was rich or whatever. But God had different plans. So my granddad told me that, you know, I should use this for God. Jump back to where we at. And I went to my dorm at that time and I started making Christian rap. And within that first month of making, when within that first month from March 1st to somewhere in, in near the end of that month, I dropped a, my first Christian project. It's called Clouds. It's not out on anything right now. I might put it back out one day. Um, it's, it's some things on there that musically I'm just like, uh, wish I did yeah, that different. But yeah. content wise, it's it's actually pretty good. So I don't have any complaints. Like somehow, even at a, at my first month, I was still on point biblically with That's my dope. lyricism and everything. So I just I I get the credit to God for that. <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he, he was he pulling you. out stuff in me that was already there that I just you know yeah was sitting on that was dormant. But yeah, so. One of my main motivations for actually making Christian music, of course, I feel, not feel, I know I'm purpose to do it. My granddad also encouraged me to do it. I see that I can do it. But it was like recognizing how much music had influenced my life. Like, I would say that I learned about sex from music and porn. But music, I learned about drugs from music. I learned mm-hmm. about, you know, how I want to live my life, what the things I'm aspiring to be from music. Music influenced me to do drugs, all of that. And I saw the 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 power that music had. And I saw that it, the power it had on me. And I was like, you know what? Music is influential. No matter how you want to slice it, it's influential. So I want to use this music, this gift, and this purpose that God has given me yeah. to influence people for his glory. So I've been really like dedicated to that that purpose of like yeah. influencing people for his glory so that's why when you look at my life from now until then it's a consistency of sticking on that course like from nine years ago to now I'm, i've been making christian music and i'm staying on the same page and i'm gonna stay on the same page because i see this music is powerful and i know it can change lives and i've seen it impact people you know people give me shoot me comments all the time shoot me messages and it's like wow like this music can really that's dope, touch people man. that's so dope <laughs> hey praise god man so talk about like um because you make christian music not everybody listens to this makes music but yeah. talk about that transformation from living really a secular life to deciding to follow christ yeah were there any um was there any backlash, meaning where any of your peers, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, talk about that, like, the the negative part that you had to fight through. Yeah, so I didn't have a lot of close relationships. I knew a lot of people because I just knew a lot of females in college. But I had a few f- people who were actually my friends. And um, I wouldn't say that any of them actually gave me backlash. But there was people who didn't know me personally. That, that gave me backlash. I remember seeing, like, somebody, I was telling my testimony on Twitter. Somebody was trying to say, like, no, you actually had schizophrenia and all kinds of different things like mm-hmm. that. And, um, like, people, there was definitely some backlash from people who, who I didn't know. Yeah. But there was also backlash from other people who thought, I'll say some family, but also just random people. I think maybe the devil was using to discourage me, but... Like, just thinking that the, my decision to drop out of school, because I did end up dropping out of school. I only did two years, and I saw I was there for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to waste any more money or time, so I got I left that. But my family didn't really like that at first. Um, there was several people who thought that was a dumb decision, you know. And I'm like, hey, I'm dropping out of school to pursue the purpose God has given me. (laughs) So for me, I'm like, hey, this is the best thing I could have ever said to y'all. But on their end, they're like, you know, I don't know about this. And of course, back then, music wasn't as good, but it was was still like major, major potential. Like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't the same. Yeah. But so, yeah, I definitely got backlash for the decision of changing my life because they thought, you know, on one perspective, your family wants you to succeed. I get it. 
because I'm a, I'm a parent now. Like, I want my son to have a prosperous life. I want him to be successful. Yeah. You know, I don't want him to have to struggle. And my parents don't want that for me. So when I made the decision to go in a direction that looks like it's going to be some struggle, of course, they, they have adverse uh, feelings or and thoughts towards that. So yep. most of my adversity was people dis- disagreeing with my decision of what career path I'm going in. Got you. And- it wasn't necessarily your your pursuit of Christ, right? It, it was more so like you're doing it this way as a, yeah. as, a as a rapper yeah. or making music. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, and I thank God for that because I don't know. I mean, I probably would have made it through because I had I had strong faith, but I don't know how that would have affected me. People disagreeing mm-hmm. with my faith directly. Of mm-hmm. course, I got in conversations and people didn't agree with certain things, but it wasn't. It was never nobody that was. Close to me, and I'm pretty sure people close to me would have affected me in a different way. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure God would have graced me through it, you know, for sure, like He does with everybody who gets through that, for sure. Um, man, that's I like your your testimony is powerful, and I'm thinking through like music and purpose, like it all ties into like really what we're here to do, right? You know what I'm saying like this is really a story. Yeah, you're a rapper. Yeah, you're you're a, a musician. You make music, um, but really, you're just a Christian, uh, a follower of Christ that is walking out His purpose. Right. And um, you, it seems like for you, you had one of those like aha moments, mm-hmm. like where I I've, I've, oh, I realized like right now, like God came to me, and I I was given the gospel. And it all makes sense. Right. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people, it takes like a long, long time. And I, I know yours, you had that moment, but it still wasn't like a overnight, like everything. Right. But it's dope to to see that God can speak to us differently. Yeah. He can <laughs> use us differently. His power can manifest differently in us and through us. And so for you, it's like, man, like it can't, It clicked at, at a moment. It clicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, for somebody, it's like it might take them a few years before they like really right. get into that groove. Um, right, and I would say that's my wife kind of says that's how it happened with her. She says like me coming to Christ definitely pushed her some to get fully committed. But she says she was like all she was on a path getting there. Right, right. You know, so yeah, yeah and that, that happens for a lot of people actually. Yeah, and, and so. Um, Talk about like how how do you hear from God? Because I think everybody hears from God differently. He speak, yeah. like he's a good father. He speaks to each of his children uniquely. What does hearing God sound like for you? Or like how does he speak? Is it images? You hear his voice? Is it through you might read something and then that word reminds you? Like it's so yeah. many different ways. For real, it is. It's, it is so many different ways. I would say primarily like the the biggest way is through the word. Um, yep. Just studying his word And somehow I don't know how to describe that part How he just impresses something on you And it it just clicks And you know that's God And that's the direction you go in Or that's, yeah. the, oh, that's the thing you start to change in your life um, Sometimes it's like A subtle <laughs> What's the word? Like a unction uh, or okay, like you just kind of like it's it's like a just a innate knowing of like yeah this is the Lord right yeah okay sometimes it's very it's subtle though and it can be easily I would say it can be easily ignored most of the time because you know I don't think God most of the time especially when He's speaking to you through the Spirit is like pressing you hard right but sometimes He does but yeah it's it's something like it's usually in that sense it's very subtle. Um, it's not really a voice for me most of the time, but I can say there has been maybe once, once where I would say it was a voice, yeah. like I heard it, but it was it was in a moment where I was feeling like super defeated, self condemnation. Mm-hmm. I think I was crying. And I just felt like man, like I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, God said to me, "I love you." That's all He said. Wow. I love you, and that that's exactly what I need to hear. Yeah, and I I can't say I've ever heard Him. Speak and I don't. It's hard to describe the voice. It just sounded like it had authority, mm-hmm. and like he meant what he said. Yeah, and it yeah. just that that got that got me up out of that situation. I was still, you know, 
and it, and, it, and to be honest, it was because of my own decisions. You know, it was a It was it was a place where I got myself into. But he had to tell me that okay, I I still love you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to feel all the way like that. But yeah, so I would say those are the main three ways. Um, this sometimes through people, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody will say something to you, and sometimes you don't realize it's from the Lord. And sometimes you do, yeah. Where it's like it just clicks in you, but yep. yeah. So other people, sometimes it can be situational, like um, you know, just observing something, like or, or people, and you just something just stands out to you, and you know that's like God showing you something in that. So yeah, I think God can communicate to us in a, in several different ways, but I think the main thing is to be like. Following his will because yeah. it's kind of hard. It's not kind of. It's hard to to hear God or to be in a place to receive what He's saying if you're not, you know, following them, His path yeah. remotely. Yeah, you know, it's hard to be like hundred percent dialed in all the time. At least, at least it is for me. But I'm trying to get there. But yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense though. I mean, just like even in the natural, like if I don't ever, if you don't ever talk to your wife, like <laughs> let's just say say you. You stop talking to your wife for a yeah. month. Your communication is gonna look different. Like it's gonna yeah. be weird. It's gonna be, you know, it's just like it's not gonna be as sharp. You're not gonna be as tuned in as as it, if you're talking every day, multiple right. times a day. And so it's the same thing with with God. Like if you yeah. constantly talking to him, walking with him, yeah. you're gonna hear from him. You're gonna know. It's just like I don't. I me and you are just meeting, right? Mm-hmm. You could send me a text and. You could just put a period at the end, and I could be like, "Hey, maybe he was being dry, yeah. or maybe he, <laughs> you know, maybe he didn't like what what he was saying, or whatever." But if I've been knowing you for a while, and I know like, yeah, he just put periods at the end and not exclamation marks, like that's that's just him. Yeah, I don't know that now. I don't have that confidence now. Yeah. Um, but if me and you start to chop it up every day or weekly or whatever the case may be, and I'm like. Oh no, that's just Keon. That's how he. That's how he responds. Right. It's the same thing with God. That's true. That's true. You just made me. You just reminded me of a whole different aspect I didn't even speak about through prayer. Yeah. Because that's a big one. You know. You yeah. Got to be praying. Something I need to do better though with prayer is like pause and listen. Sometimes I'll Bro. pray and I'll I'll just be talking, you know, to God, and then I just go on doing business. But I've been I've been hearing more and more lately, and being reminded like I need to. After I pray, I need to listen for yeah. God's response. Yep. I, I think I've probably missed his response so many times because of that. Man, it, Saba, uh, in one of his his raps, he said, and he wasn't talking about God. He was just talking about a relationship with a woman. He was talking about, uh, he said, really, you're not just listening. You're just waiting to talk. And it's like, <laughs> we just, sometimes we don't even really be listening for God. We just be talking and then. Really, we wait for our turn to just keep talking. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even give that pause. We don't even give that wait for him to speak. And it's like, man, how can you expect if I'm just sitting here this whole time and you just, or I just talk every word, right? Yeah. You like, why am I even here? Like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> and God, of course, knows right. his place in your life. Like, he don't, he's not going to feel, um, I mean, he 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 may be saddened by the fact that you're not trying to listen to him, yeah. but he's not gonna be like, he's not gonna condemn you or anything. But it is a, a level of listening that I just like you say I can do better with as well. Just like, what is he saying? What is right. he saying? Because sometimes I wait for those certain moments where I really need to hear from him. Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to hear, but it's like, what if you listen daily? Right. You know what 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 would you hear? Um. And so it's like going to it expecting for him to speak, not just for you to. To vent to him, right? So, that's man, that, that's a that's a that's a good perspective. I like that. Um, and then I don't, as it relates to hearing from God, like I'm starting to grow in my ability to hear, or even just to be confident at what He's saying. Yeah. Because um, at first I'm like, is that God, or is that me? Yeah. And I'm always still very, um, I'm very, I won't share anything from the Lord. Or like from God, I won't. I, I will never say it's from God without one hundred percent confidence. Yeah. Um. And even then, I will still leave like a. I just don't ever want to lead anybody astray. Like I've seen people prophesy falsely, and of course, you know the word says we know in part, we prophesy in part. But I would rather the error be on me. Yeah. And then, like I, I said this. Like I, tr- I gave you this advice. It's not the Lord because I, I don't ever want. 
to mess up somebody's image or idea of who God is. Right. That's, that's and big. it's so important. I've seen people, you know, God's going to give you your spouse in two months. You're going <laughs> to, and now you leaving this person sitting there like, yeah. no, may, it, it may be better. Hey, I, I have a feeling that, and this is just me. Maybe it's the Lord. Maybe it's not. But I have a feeling that you may uh, come across somebody important in the next. Not. I don't even like giving time frames, yeah. like because unless you really like are prophetic and you heard straight from the Lord. Yeah. Just let them. You know, take it what it is and then give it to them like that. Yeah. I guess that's something that come with experience too. Like some people. That's that's an interesting subject when you when we talk about <laughs> prophesying and prophets and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's some people who through experience they know, you know, when God is telling them something. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. I think there's some people who don't really have the experience, so they're just really saying things that they think God is saying. They might yeah. be have they might have it right sometimes, they might have it wrong sometimes. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it get a little dangerous when you start to say God said. Yeah. Versus I feel right, or even like I, I, I have an impression, right? Because I have an impression is different than God spoke to me clearly and said. Like I get impressions all the time for people that I don't know. Impressions are really kind of like it's your own thoughts, but it's like what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And so, at least that's how I perceive it, yeah. and, and that's how I often hear from God. It's like it sounds in your head like your own thought, but you know that you're not thinking it. Yeah. Um. And, and so I'll I'll be doing something, and I'll have this thought, and I'm like, I didn't I didn't have a desire to even think that. Yeah. And so I'm like, let me follow up, or let me hit this person up, and then you hit them up, and you're like, oh, this is exactly what they needed. Yeah. And you're that's, like, oh, okay, that was that was you, Lord. Yeah. That's that's the area that I'm learning. I need to pay attention to more, because it's been it's been a couple times lately. I realized like, whoa, that was actually like God. Impressing that on me in yeah. that moment, because yeah, it's been several moments where I realized I should have actually hit up that person mm-hmm. because now I see like okay, what I thought was true. Because for for example, uh, I'm not gonna get too detailed, but that it was something that was happening in somebody's life, and it wasn't disclosed. I didn't even know them that well personally, but mm-hmm. I spoke with them not too long ago, and I realized whoa, that actually was happening. <laughs> yeah. And there was no reason that I knew that except for God. So Absolutely. I was like, dang, I actually should have said something. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it's, it, it would be better for you to say something in those moments, hit that person up, hey, check on that person. Yeah. And they not need anything. Exactly. That's then for better. you to not, and then they needed it. Like, I my um I used to be an RA in college. Mm-hmm. And literally uh, three days ago now, I had just thought about one of my residents. Yeah. And I was like, I should hit her up. And literally the next day, she texted me just like a random memory, that video that we had. <laughs> and I was like, and it wasn't no, nothing deep out of it, nothing. You know, I just checked up on her after that. But I was like, I haven't talked to this girl in like over a year at least. Yeah. The, the day... Before the day after I thought about her, she hit me up. Yeah. That's not I, I'm not right. taking that as coincidence, right? It um, ain't. and so man, just be obedient in those moments. And don't again, I'm not saying like you got to go and, and prophesy to people. The Lord said to me that, yeah, nah, like yo, bro, how you been, man? I just felt led to check up on you. Everything right. good, cool, perfect. Anything I could pray for you about, perfect. Um, you said something that I want to talk on, which is male friendships, like as a guy. Growing up, that was always kind of like, ah, you know, it's just like, I don't know how to fully navigate it. Yeah. Um, You know, when I, it really, I had some boys in, in high school that we were really cool. Um, And still some of us are cool now. And then even in college, but it's like, I didn't realize that certain relationships were just based on our similarities are like what we were doing at the time, yeah. not based on like our identities or our relationship in Christ. Yeah. And you talked about um, lack of discipleship, which is something that growing up, I really didn't have any discipleship. Like, yeah. no, especially like, no, like even at my church now, I, there's youth that under me that I see and that, you know, I, I get to walk with in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I had no example of like a godly, young man of God 
that was cool, that was doing it like I just didn't have that, at least right. not close to me. And I always wished that I did. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I wished it as much then as I did now. Like, man, where 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 could I have been if I just had a dude that was like, bro, that's stupid. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you, like you said, you have both parents. I have both parents. So I have my dad there. But there's still certain stuff that it's your dad or it's your, it's your mom, it's your parent. Like, I'm a teenager. I'm I'm, I'm defiant. So I don't yeah. even want to listen to you. Right. Versus a young dude that's cool that I can relate to that could be like, that's just a dumb decision, bro. Like, don't do that. Exactly. And so talk about kind of like how that impacted you. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that back then, I didn't realize that my lack of that in my life impacted me. But um, I would say even now, like, when I became a, when I became a believer, as I call it, um, 2013, when I gave my life to the Lord, I didn't really have discipleship. From then to now like that Like there was definitely moments where I was being There were people that were more hands on But When I think of discipleship I'm thinking of somebody that's like More more closer mm-hmm. to your life They're like more hands on um, They're you know Helping you to teach you And show you like how you're supposed to live Yeah And um, as you know Especially as a man as a As a woman I think we both need a, a certain type of discipleship that's different, that's more particular to manhood, one more particular to to womanhood, mm-hmm. because you know there's a way that God has for both of us to live in a way that's distinct from one another. Yeah. And I think you know my life even now would be very different if I had that like direct man to man discipleship, um, which. When and when I when I really get thinking about it, I'm like, man, like I really still desire that, you know. Even though Same, I'm bro. almost, <laughs> yeah. I'm almost thirty. I'm twenty nine. Just turned twenty nine, but mm-hmm. I still desire that from somebody like older in the faith that you know has experience that knows how to be a man. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I am a man for sure, but I know I could be a better man, and I know if I uh, learn different things, I could be a better man. But, um. You were speaking yeah. about um, f- male friendship. So with male friendship, um, I think that's important too because you know iron sharpens iron, especially having believers as friendship yeah. in in friendship. Yeah. So when I became a believer, I actually for the first time got some like legitimate male friendship. I prayed for it and I got it. Yeah. Um. And it and it and it was actually we had music related. You know. So some friendships are easier to build when you have yeah. something in common. Um, so it was mostly music related and I actually tried to start a record label. Um, and it was like, I don't know, I don't remember how many people were supposedly on this, but it was, it was, it was too many for me to manage. I didn't realize yeah. it then, but it was a lot of people. Cause it was like, it was more so like I created a group of people where we just come together and we make music for God. That's basically what I was doing. That's and I should, that's what I should have called it yeah. instead of trying to call it a record a label. label. Cause yeah. that's the whole business structure that. I'm still trying to learn myself to this day. But yeah. so but there were some good friendships there. There was definitely some iron sharpening iron, but it just fell apart over time. Mm-hmm. But I think male friendship is important. I do I do I have a few male friends. Yeah. One that's like my closest male friend and I got some other ones that are, you know, kind of lower out on the circle. Yeah. But um discipleship, male friendship, I think is crucial. Like it's crucial. very important to just being a disciple or a follower of Christ, whether you're a female or a male, like I think we we all need that. Yeah, yeah, and I think one thing that we can't limit God on, like you said, you you pray for it, and you got it. Yeah, um, pray for it. Like yeah. I know it seems like, oh, of course you want me to pray. Like that seems like the the generic answer yeah. for everything <laughs> that Christians give. Like pray for it. But honestly, you know, the Lord grants you the desires of your heart, um, and what good father wouldn't give their children someone else yeah. to help them sharpen their life to mm-hmm. to be a better man or woman or God? Like he he knows all, he sees all, he knows every single person that, and he can ordain it. And so even for those people that are like kind of walking by themselves in, in in this time, like continue to keep praying. Don't um, 
don't like give up. Don't say like, man, like it's just I'm never gonna have no Christian friends. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a girl actually from Australia. She had found wow. the podcast through TikTok, <laughs> and she DM'd me on Instagram like asking, um, you know, about like friendships, like saying basically she don't have any, it really any community over yeah. there. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I just prayed for her and just told her like. God's going to bring you some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but one practical way, because we always talk about praying, but a practical way is just getting plugged into the church. Absolutely. Um, your local church, or, you know, a body of Christ. Um, because if you want, I mean, it, it just makes sense. If if I want friends that love hip-hop, I'm going to go to places where people listen to hip-hop. Absolutely. If I want friends that listen to jazz music, I'm going to go to a jazz club right. and socialize, art, whatever. I'm going to go to some type of painting thing. Like, where are you going to meet Christians at? At the church. Right. I'm not saying that every Christian at every church is going to be the person for you, but let's just talk about we could just take it down to probability. Like, mm-hmm. you go to a church, you're likely, you're more likely to meet people of the same faith yeah. and beliefs and uh, desires as you. So that's one way that you can get, you know, plugged in with, with some people because I found a lot like even the people I walk with now, all pretty much my church. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I do want to talk about social media. Okay. Cause that's how I found you. Yeah. Like I literally was just scrolling and he just popped up on my feed on Instagram. He yeah. had like this dope remix. It, it was like you was remixing just like different stuff and putting your own spin on it. Yeah. Talk about and it seems like from what you said before, even like with the Twitter thing when you first started, like you you have a knack for Social media and how to, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> how to like um, keep the attention of people or just to attract people to yourself. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, even talk about just using the hashtag, like that was a unique way to get people to follow you and keep up with you. Um, so, talk about your use of social media and your growth um, over the last however long you've been grinding on it. Yeah. I didn't even realize that about myself. You just pointed out something to me. So, hey, praise God for that. <laughs> hey, praise but, Lord. um, yeah. What was the question again? Sorry. Basically, yeah, no. Basically, um, just talk about your grind through through social media, how you're using it um, to glorify God. What even just talk about like your strategy because yeah. clearly there's there's a met- method to what you're doing because yeah. it's working. Um, right. Sometimes we, like you said, sometimes we don't even realize the genius. About us because we just so we do it. Yeah. Um. But but talk about your process. Okay. So I can for sure say it's not always been like this. It just started to go crazy for me. So I've been on social media for like seriously since probably <laughs> before I was a believer. Right. Maybe a little bit before that. So that's like 2012, 2013. I've been on social media. I've been on Instagram. I don't know how long I've been on Instagram, but I've been on there for a minute. And a lot of my older stuff is like archived, so you can't see it. Some of the stuff I left it there, but I used to have some stuff I'm not part of on there anymore, like just language and stuff like that, like yeah. just different thoughts I thought. But so over time, I gained like maybe a thousand followers over eight years yeah, of yeah. just trying to grind, trying to grow, trying to stay faithful. And it was tough seeing the slow growth. Because, um, you know, there's people that I know that got more. Yeah. I'm seeing people with more. And I'm like, hey, there's like. people doing less with more. Doing, and exactly. More, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I know I make good music. It might not be perfect. It might not be the best. But I'm like, I know I got good music. I know this music is powerful. I'm seeing it because the people that are listening are like, I'm I'm seeing the effects on them. I'm, I'm hearing the, the testimonies from it. So I'm like, man, like. And I know God has called me to more because in that vision that he gave me, I was like, um, I saw myself reaching masses. Like it was, it wasn't a small thing. It was something big. But I, I can say this. I think God took me through this long period to humble me, to keep, to get me in a position where I give the credit to him, the glory to him instead of to myself. So I'm thankful for the process, even though it took a while yeah. from, from my perspective, but, um, so I would say last year around September, August, something like that, um, my friend, Mike Teasy, actually encouraged me to get on TikTok because he was on TikTok. Bro, I've been telling people to get on there. Exactly. Bro. He was on TikTok and 
he was already getting more traction off of just one post than anything on Instagram mm -hmm. at the time. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I downloaded the app, and um, I started just consuming the content. I started just seeing how it works. I started finding a bunch of funny videos that I, I enjoy TikTok for the funny videos on there because there's a lot of funny stuff on there. Mm -hmm. But um, And then eventually I worked up to, okay, let me post clips from, from my music videos. So if you go back to my TikTok, some of my first stuff is like clips of music videos. And um, that, didn't, that didn't do as well, but it was like still, I was like, whoa, like hundreds of people saw this. And yeah. if I posted this on Instagram, that's not going to happen yep. back then. So... I was like, wow, I should stick with this. So I was seeing the potential in the app. And then I stumbled upon, I probably looked it up on YouTube, like how to blah, 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 TikTok, how to work TikTok, stuff like that. And I yeah. came across a few people on YouTube who like give instructional videos on like different things you should do to make your TikToks better. Right. So, and that's the type of person I am. I, 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 I tend to study what I do. To learn how to do it well and yeah. stuff like that, so that's something that's consistent for music, videos that I make, like just about everything I do that I try to do well. I'm trying to figure out how to do it well, mm -hmm. so I'm looking for resources, and so I decided to make a remix. Now the way that happened, it came together in different pieces. Now I was just in the car one day and I just heard a song and I was like. Um, I think it was Wait On You by Maverick City and yeah, Elevation Worship. I think that's the one I heard first. That was the first one I made. And I was like, um, I should remix this song. It was just an idea. It's not a new idea, you know, for me, because I've it's been plenty of songs over the years I was like, I should remix, but I never did. Yeah. But this one, I was like, I gotta get to this one one day. So then as I'm studying TikTok and stuff like that, I come across I come across um people remixing worship songs. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I can actually do this. I was yeah. like, you know, so I got that weight on you song. I remixed it. Um, I saw people doing the the back and forth format where you got one person uh, performing a song, one person at the desk who's the producer. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm, I should do that concept, but make it better. Like remix the concept itself. Yeah. Oh, hold on. That's not even where it started. Before before that, <laughs> I just did a regular stand before the camera microphone video. And that one actually did okay. Right. Like people on TikTok loved it, but on Instagram it went even crazier. Right. But when I remixed the concept to the producer artist concept, that's when it started going very crazy. Like TikTok ones were just getting hundreds of thousands of views. Instagram, it, it started off slower on Instagram, but mm -hmm. now Instagram is outperforming TikTok for me. Wow. And um, so it just it just got crazy. So I was like, you know what? I should stick with this, even though this is not the main thing I want to do because yeah. it's not my original music fully, but I should keep making remixes. So I, I did like last year before the year ended, I did maybe like four or five different remixes. I did Gyra. I did Wait On You, other ones. And... um. People really loved them, and I gained yeah. so many followers. TikTok is probably at like 120-some thousand now. Jeez. Instagram, this year alone, I've gained probably like twenty to 30,000 followers just in yeah. these last three months. By the time this episode come out, you're probably <laughs> going to be up. Yeah. It's going to be even more. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so God, something something I'm catching myself, because sometimes I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it like, hey, it's a strategy here. And it is a strategy for sure. Mm -hmm. It's a strategy here. It's because I'm making good content. And that absolutely is involved. But let me look at the camera for this. Hey, it is God at the end of the day. It's his favor. It's him. It's his plan at work. Because I'm telling you, this was his plan from the start. It's just now popping off of me. So um, That's real, bro. But there is a, there's a, it's a mixture of things, you know, because God is definitely has his hand on his favor. But at the same time. There is strategy. There is work. It's there work. is skill yep. being applied. Just like with the music. It took me time to learn how to um, make a song that sounds good, to learn how to use my voice in a way that sounds good, how mm -hmm. to make beats and mix them and master them and all of that. It took time. But yeah. at the same time, God has his hand of favor on it. So at the right time, his his will comes together and then my gift comes together at the right time. Boom. He pushes it where he wants it to go. Yeah. Your, your, your works meet your faith. Exactly. Faith without works is dead. So exactly. you can have... God's hand on your life. There's plenty of people that got God's hand on their life, but they're not doing anything because yeah. they're not putting in the work. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. Saying? So just to give a little tip, anybody watching this that has something that God wants them to do and they need to use social media for it, which is most people because social media is just the way we connect with the world. Yeah. Um, 
learn how to use the platforms you're trying to use. Don't just hop on it and just do random stuff. Like, look at what is doing well out there. Look at videos that are performing well and and analyze them and think about, okay, what about this video makes the people watch it? Is it what the person's saying? Is it the way the video's done? Is it like little smaller things that keep your attention? Like, it's so many different ways to analyze this. But yeah, ultimately, that's my strategy is mm-hmm. to try to make content that keeps your attention. Yeah. Because a lot of people know how to keep people's attention. And that's good, but I'm trying to keep your attention for a higher purpose. I'm trying to keep your attention to point you to Christ. Yeah. And if I can get your attention so you can hear the words I'm saying, my job is done. That's why I mix the the comedy elements in with it. I never used to like. Well, yeah, I did at the very beginning. I used to do skits and stuff. Yeah. Like, but I for a long time I I took like the funny aspects of me out of this. But I brought it back in with the TikToks because it serves a dual purpose. It keeps the people engaged in the video. Mm-hmm. They find it funny, but also they're hearing the words. And it's like, cause I see a lot of reactions where they're laughing at what happened, but they're also like, whoa, these lyrics are powerful. Yeah. So God can use it all. I would just say, you know, figure out what you can do, what God is wanting to use you to do. And you got to find your, your avenue to communicate and, mm-hmm. and hone in on it. You know, and it may take time. Don't be afraid of time. If God has a plan for you, you're gonna see it come to pass. But (laughs) you gotta, you gotta be willing to commit for long enough to see it happen. And that's that's kind of the story because it was eight years for me. Of course, there was little things here and there, different concerts, different events, different blessings, all of that through eight years because it was it wasn't like it was nothing. (laughs) But this last, I would say, six months has just skyrocketed, and I don't see, I don't see it slowing down yet. It's kind of just. Keep going crazy. Yeah. So take it to the moon, bro. Yes. I'm gonna go as far as I can. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so dope. And I feel like just hearing you say that, I'm in the middle part of that process where it's like I'm a grinder for some years. Yeah. I've only been doing this podcast for two and a half, three. Um Wow. That's 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 dedication because it's plenty bro, of people who quit. This is the longest this is the longest I've been consistent with any creative thing. Wow. Like I, I I'm on YouTube, I was kinda grinding on there in college. And then I stopped a little bit. Like now, I'm about to start posting more podcast stuff on there. Yeah, but I was, I you know, fell off. Just this project. I had a podcast when I was in college. It was just about like marketing, social media stuff. It yeah. was just random. I just did to do it. Yeah. But this really is the longest thing I've been consistent with. Um, and 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 I feel like I'm at that point where. It's the grinding season, mm-hmm. um, and I know where the, the where the podcast is going. Uh, I see where God God has His hand on it. Um, but you said like you're you appreciate the process, yeah. Um, and that's where I am is making sure that I appreciate the process, yeah. Because one, I know God is sovereign, and He wouldn't give me something I couldn't handle, right? And so. Yeah, would it be great if the podcast just blows up right now today and it's got 10 million people? Yeah. I might not handle that. I, not, I might not be able to handle that. That's how it be, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to trust God's sovereignty, um, his, just the fact that he looks over me. You know what I'm saying? He knows everything for me. Right. And I wanted to ask, has there been anything, because we always, when we talk about social media and blowing up, we talk about the good things. Has there been any negative parts about you kind of blowing up on on social. Um, there's definitely a learning a learning curve that comes along with all of these people's attention that I have now. Um, yes, one of the things I struggle with the most is just being off of it. Yeah, like I'm really, and I've been I've been trying to That's I've good. been trying to put this into check for before all of this happened, honestly. But now I see why. It was so necessary for me to do that because one, I have this community of people that I do have to be a good steward over because that's how I look at it. Though I receive a lot from them following me, I am looking at this like I'm serving them with what I do. Yeah, you know, uh, God, Jesus says that you know the greatest among you will be a servant of of many. So I'm, I'm, I have a servant mindset when I make these songs. I'm really trying to. Impact the people when I'm making these reels and stuff. I'm really trying to impact the people. So 
on one hand, it's good to be concerned with what's, with what's going on. But on another hand, we got to be aware that social media is addictive. Mm-hmm. They make it to be addictive. Like the whole notification system is made to keep you reeled in. The way your timeline works is made to oh, keep you bro. sucked in. Like it's it's there, there. There's so many creative minds behind it that yes. like they literally they have scientists that work and know and understand the brain and they wire it. Yeah. Like they it's so crazy. It's yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So that that gives me even more motivation to be on it because yeah. if people are consuming stuff, I want them to be consuming something good. From God, that's so good. yeah, it's a good perspective. It's 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 motivation, but at the same time, I don't want to be a victim to the platform. Yeah, like I want to make sure that, especially now, because I don't have a lot of time to waste. Like mm-hmm. all my time is very valuable. Just this, that's just the stage. I'm, I mean, time is always valuable, but the stage I'm in right now in my life, like I just don't have a lot of time to waste. Mm-hmm. Any time that I have to use, I need to use it and make it make it really matter. Yeah. Like so, I hate when I find myself just on the app just know, to be bro. on it with no purpose whatsoever. I'm just consuming That's the worst. it. Worse, and you look up and you like, bro, I've been sitting here for an hour. Yes, it's so, and it's like, where did the time go? Yeah, it's just, for it an just, hour, bro. it just happens. You don't even realize it's a whole hour that's gone by. So, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to learn how to do is to use it as a tool most of the time. Like the tool, tool aspect is I'm reaching people. Tool aspect is I'm building a community, I'm engaging with my community. But I'm really trying to minimize the consumption part where I'm just on it. Because I feel like I do that more than actually using it as a tool. Yeah. Like when I go back and look at my um, screen time on my phone and you can look at how long you've been on certain apps, it's like, I can't believe I was on Instagram that long today. Yeah. It's like, and, I, and then sometimes I'm like... I didn't even really read the scripture that much today, or I didn't pray that much today, but I spent this long on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's so convicting and terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it comes with the negative side because when you get more, it's like, okay, I have more to be on this app for. It's more reason for me to be on it. But at the same time, that's a, a good reason to not be on it because yeah. Yeah. I need that time with God. I need that time with my family. I need that time to make music. I need that time to pour into my wife, mm-hmm. to spend time with my wife, to spend time with other people. And I can't just give my whole life to social media. Yeah. It's a powerful tool. It's great. It's amazing. But it also has downsides. Um, but those are the main issues that come with it. Of course, there's some negative comments I get every now and then. Yeah. I like to reply to them sometimes. Sometimes I shouldn't. Sometimes I should. Most times I don't, bro. Like yeah. TikTok, they be ruthless. They bro. crazy on TikTok. It's a whole different oh, it's game different, on TikTok. Because TikTok, you're not really attached. Like your identity is not really attached to it as much as Instagram, where it's yeah. like, if I go to your page, I can see who you are. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, it'd be so many random accounts and stuff. They be, bro. When I got on there, at first I was like, like, I was taken aback. <laughs> like, Am I saying stuff that's wrong yeah. or they coming at me? I'm going back through the scriptures, making sure I'm accurate. Right. And then I'm like, nah, I'm accurate. Y'all just tripping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to my I had to get my Yeah, but <laughs> on there, bro, I don't even most most negative comments, I don't respond. Yeah. Uh, one, because I'm like, all you want me to do is respond. Yeah. Two, I'm like, Really, it's crazy. I'm sure you experience this, but a lot of the other people be in the comments fighting, fighting the battles for you. That. Hey, everybody that do that, I love y'all. Yeah, I'll be, like, really be, be like, hey, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and three, I mean, you're not going to argue anybody to Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You're not going to argue anybody to Christ, right? Especially through social media. Right. It's one thing if we sit face-to-face and I, you have opposing thoughts and we're having a dialogue and we might not agree but i can share you the love and compassion of jesus christ while i'm arguing or not not even arguing but having uh opposing you know dialogue with you yeah but through social media and comments it's very tough even if i say even if you say something negative to me and i say jesus loves you bro you still might hear that in like a sarcastic (laughs) way and think that i'm being funny yeah so i'm like i don't even most times be like Y'all got it. I'm gonna yeah. pray. I'm gonna pray for y'all, but that that that's about it. That's true. You know what I'm that's, saying? I'm trying to get there, but like sometimes I convince myself, like, hey, maybe what I say can <laughs> change their mind. And it, I don't, yeah. I can't say not one, not one time has it actually worked. It's it's just it's been like to a point where we just agree to disagree on yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Like yeah yeah that's I've how, some that's how it started with me. I would kind of say, okay, well, what about this? If somebody point out the scripture and be like, "This is wrong." I'm like, 
No, it's not wrong because of this scripture, this scripture, this scripture. Yeah. And they'll find a, they'll just find another. Like you could find anything in the Bible you want to to make it seem like it's the same way that yeah. they they you know they can white people convince people that slavery was okay Crazy. by using the Bible. You can do it to do whatever you yeah. want, especially if you take stuff out. You yeah, <laughs> take this sentence. Like you don't read it with context. You just read this one verse. Right. It's like anything can be anything. Exactly. Um. So yeah, man, that's that's my experience with. TikTok because yeah. they be wilding on there. Yeah. Well, hey, one thing I don't get, I'm going to say this real quick. I don't get like when people who don't like my music comment, yep. you don't follow me, you're not invested into what I'm doing. Why even feel, why, why do you even feel the need the to say that? Day. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's those, those people. I had one of those situations the other day. I posted something about like the gas prices or whatever. Yeah. And it was, I was just talking about my gratitude for the fact that I could pay for gas. And this dude was like, sorry, bro, but this is cringe AF. <laughs> and he was like, you you made this a whole life story, blah, blah, blah. And I never said anything. People was in my comments going in on him. I, I never said anything. But I'm yeah. like, bro, I almost felt a little bad for him because I'm like, your life is kind of bad when you decided to go to somebody's page you don't follow. It probably came up on his Explore page or whatever, but yeah. and just decide to comment something negative or right. hateful i got i i actually did pray for him because i'm like yeah you're not doing good in life you know what i'm saying and so i i, I have to remember to have like the compassion of jesus during those moments because i'm like you're you're in some way hurt you know what i'm saying you're yeah, you're in some way down bad where you where you feel like man maybe if i do this like like what do you gain from it yeah um and so i i, I try my best to have compassion sometimes i just be like you know, Lord, you gonna have to deal with it because yeah. I can't. So, yeah, man. But dog, it's been great talking to you, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. I yeah, wanted man. to give you a chance to plug your social, your your merch, anything you got going on. Yeah. So to find to find me, um, my name is the one Keon. So if you search me on Instagram, TikTok, the one Keon, T H E O N E K E O N, you can find me. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, it's the same name, the one Keon. Just put a space in between the the <laughs> one and Keon. Some yeah. people be struggling. Right. I have to like my name is the same on everything, but some people just struggle to find it. I don't know how they mm-hmm. do. But um yeah, so like I said, my name is the same on everything. Like any platform you want to find me at, it's the one Keon. Um I don't I try to keep it all the same. Um and nobody be taking my name, thank God. But um yeah, check my music out. Do that, do that. Also, merch. I have merch. If you go on my website, you can click the link in my bio, click the little link joint, and uh, click to the merch tab. And I got some merch you should check out. Yeah. Um. I do have it's it's there isn't. I have a own. What am I saying? I have a separate brand for my merch called Reminded Apparel. But the easiest way to find it is just to find me. Click on the link, go to merch, and boom, there you go. So yeah, check out his music. His music is dope. I've been bumping it. You know, I've, I was just telling him early. I will start singing it because it was in my head. Yeah, hey, uh, check his music out. Check his merch out. Support everything he's doing because uh, he's, you know, at the end of the day, he's a man of God that is doing God's will. Um, he could be doing anything right yeah. now. He's talented, so he could be literally making your favorite trap song if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, so, supportive stuff, man. Appreciate you for the conversation, bro. Yeah, man. I enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs>